you're geared up and ready for your show. You got your firing system, you've got your product, and the best crew of menial manual laborers a trip to the Applebee's could buy you. You give yourself one last look in the mirror before you press the button, only to feel like you look like a complete sweaty, schlubby mess. It's in that moment that you're going to wish that you had a cool Rhythm Pyro t-shirt or snapback hat, maybe a hoodie, or a crew neck sweatshirt from the Rhythm Pyro merch shop to complete your radical badass look. This is standout statement attire that will either command respect or beratement on any shoot site you visit this season. While I'm being completely facetious, every purchase at the shop supports our mission to bring deep, real, and meaningful discussions to the Pyro community. So from the entirety of the Rhythm team, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for continuing to support the podcast. Shop now at bozy8823.com or click the link in the episode description below. Wear your passion and spark some dialogue. You can't smell burritos. Tamales. <laughs> Wait, how'd you huh? know I was eating hot tamales? Oh, AJ must be in there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, you see what he did? Ah, I he did. made a joke about your ethnicity. And what's even funnier is I'm eating hot tamales right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, where's the camera in here? How so did you play the on. camera? I was going to say, how did he know that? You didn't smell crab rag <laughs> when I came in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's, can you guys hear him okay? Yeah, I got him. I have a feeling I'm going to ruffle, ruffle some feathers. Ah, that's okay. Tonight. Welcome to the club. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're in the right place, I suppose. Hey, is he coming in crackling to you? It's once not in crackly. A while? I'm almost hearing like the robot voice thing. Are you hearing that yeah, too, AJ? Yeah, that's what he's getting to. It's okay. like it's like he's losing service. Uh, like, let's I see. Who me? Yeah, I sound you. like a robot. Yeah, yeah. you said it sounded sound like a robot. Um, How's your service? My service, it's slow. Yeah. Believe it or not, I'm still on DSL. Yes. <laughs> Get as close yeah. as you can to the the router. <laughs> well, I think are you on uh, are you on a hardwired line? Are you running Ethernet to your system, or are you coming in on the Wi-Fi? It, it doesn't. I I'm I'm using my laptop, so I can't connect it directly. The, my laptop has to be uh, Wi-Fi. Oh, it does. All right. It I mean, I don't care if I sound like a robot, but does it sound smooth? No, it sounds, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's like in and out. Does it sound? Yeah, it sounds like it, it's almost got like a robotish kind of bit oh, texture to it. Oh, it's so bad that they won't understand me. No, it's. Not, <laughs> I don't think it's so bad that they won't understand you. And honestly, with your quest for anonymity, then uh, I think you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I can like probably, we can probably do. I can, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, yeah, edit yeah. this so you sound like Deep Throat for the entirety of the episode. So <laughs> <laughs> what I mainly do. Is, no, no. Uh, as long as they can understand yeah. me, I don't. Yeah. I don't care what they say. Oh, God. It wasn't until the 30 shot came out that I looked at it. <laughs> Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Rosie, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. Dude, I, I think if it serves your purpose and it's not causing you any inconvenience to, you know, in like like downloading stuff or uploading stuff, like how long does it take for you to upload a, a show video onto YouTube? Uh, 
over an hour. Oh, yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. So you just yeah. said that with all your videos. Yeah. Does oh, it? A show yeah. is like over an hour and <laughs> <laughs> maybe a couple hours. And I know the difference because if I go to someone else's house and do it there, it's like super fast. Like it's up in minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> no, no, but no, but I don't, I don't upload that much stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm yeah. not that active. I don't know, man. You've been it's not pretty, like I'm Cody B. Uh, you've been pretty active though in just uploading videos. Period. Are you taking 4K video? No, no, no. 1080. 1080. Okay. I haven't found it worthwhile. I don't think 4K. I don't think 4K is that much better than 1080. And the yeah. 1080 file's so much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, so. yeah. Welcome to the Rhythm Power Podcast. I'm Bo. That's AJ. Hola. That's Jamie. What's up? We're <laughs> hobbyists and semi-professional pyro show designers. We're big fans of the modern pyro musical. Our little podcast is a place where we can get together, talk shop, fireworks, art, and share tips, tricks, news, and insights with you. I nailed it that yeah, time. Did. I was <laughs> going to say it too. I practiced earlier when I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. Oh, God. We, got, uh, we have Ellery Ho, uh, Tong Po. Pyro, as he's known around the groups and communities with us. What's up, Ellery? Uh, the master. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Yeah. We'll see how this goes. It'll go fine. Uh, I'm goof. a little worried. It'll go fine. <laughs> Just to, to preface you for a minute, I know it's weird to to hear other people talk about you, especially out loud with you in the room. But you've been designing shows for as long as I can remember, and you have always been active in in the hobbyist community you know you've been a huge resource for people online you know thank you uh for first and foremost for that but like how long have you been designing shows uh i'd say 2017 is when i really once i got cobra yeah i i just was you know off and running yeah I mean, maybe a couple of years before then is when I started getting into Pyro. Yeah. So 2014, 2015, up to that point, I was your once a year, spend $100, $200 at the retail store, yeah. hand light stuff in the backyard, right? Yeah. So around 2014, 2015 is when I saw like YouTube videos, you know, of like, I don't know, this display fireworks one. Yeah, yeah. Pyro Nation. Dude, I think that's where, that's where so many people kind of start, right? Like It was from them where I learned, you know, oh, I can use a firing system, just a backyard guy like me. Oh, I can go to a wholesaler and get cheaper fireworks. <laughs> and they would name the wholesalers to go to. It's And I would contact those people and like, WF Boom, Night Lights. You know, I heard them from Display Fireworks One, Nappies, and Victory. So I, I ordered from all of them. Um, even PGI, that's where I heard, you know, I know people don't like Display Fireworks One PGI videos, but that's how I found out, oh, this is all that goes on at PGI. Yeah. And then quickly, it like two years later, it was in Laporte. So... You know, so I, otherwise I probably wouldn't even have gone to PGI. Yeah, right. So for all those people that look at those content creators, that story applies probably to a lot of us, you know, and I, because I think you kind of 
grow cognizant of those negative connotations once you get into the community space, right? Because it's then you start figuring out how other people see them and, you know, their behavior and their processes and things like that. And then all of a sudden it just becomes cool to kind of say, eh, okay, I don't like that person for whatever reason. But for all of the bad things, it might be, you know, just think positive for a second. Like you might draw some good from it, even if that good is, you know, how to get into the hobby or kind of how to progress it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of controversial, but I kind of think, you know, as a uh, people that say they're bad for the industry, I think it's a net positive. Cause like I said, they turned me into like a hundred or 200 a year spender to someone who spends thousands yep. a year. And that's just one person, yeah. me. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. I mean, I probably wouldn't even be talking to you or, or even done the shows at PGI and Sky Wars and Cobra Con. It's yep. like, <laughs> yeah, no, which you like, spend your money and excel uh, your hobby. <laughs> but, but, but no, this is, I know a guy like this that. Is, I've made this analogy before on Facebook. I've made this analogy of like there's a, like a pyro ladder and you could work your way up. And I just feel like these guys kind of got me on the first step. And then you can qu- quickly like move up the ladder. It's like, there's a lot of things with like common sense that you you just see these guys and you're like, uh, yeah, that's there's probably a better way than that, or yeah, that didn't look good. It's like just common sense can get you, you know, higher up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we're not most people aren't idiots. Like if, if someone tells you to jump over a cliff, you're not gonna do that, right? Yeah, uh, you hope not. So you're not gonna do every single thing they, they <laughs> do. Tie a parachute so. on? <laughs> <laughs> I think I quickly moved up, even with where my firing system started. Like, you know, I started with those 4Q Chinese systems yeah, and yeah. did, you know, manually fired multi-position shows. I did that for like one season. And then I moved to like the Dewey Spark Fires, which that's another one, good manual system, but it got discontinued because there was like a part he couldn't source anymore. So I used that for a season and then I, and then I went to Cobra. So yeah, kind of, you know, a place where I want to take a lot of the conversation tonight is, you know, your ability to do what you do in the, the Pyra musical space for people that maybe haven't seen your shows. Uh, I believe your, your Tong Po, is it Tong Po on YouTube or is it Tong Po Pyro on YouTube? Yeah, Tong Tong Popyro. Yeah, and basically how that came about is, you know, I, I I wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want to use my real name. So I was like, oh, my, just is it Michael Kasai? How do you say or, his last name? How do you say? Uh, I, I forget his, his real name. But you just identify I, with I the just, character, huh? For some reason, what I saw, I, I figured, oh, well, let's pick a movie character. And that was like <laughs> the first thing that came up in my mind for some reason. <laughs> you know, I guess maybe because the last name's a two letter last name, and so is mine. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and pretty much right, pretty much right off the bat, right off the bat, when I got into pyros, because I saw those YouTubers, I was like, "Oh, I'll make a YouTube channel." And a lot of those older videos, you know, I would talk, but I don't show my face. Yeah, 
But I've unlisted a lot of those videos because I don't use a lot of the techniques or yeah. stuff. I don't want people be going, oh, I do it this way because that's what Tom Pooh was doing. <laughs> so all those, a lot of those I enlisted. But, but no, but here's a funny story. When I started seeing real pyros, you know, like events, or even there was a, a local guy here in Fort Wayne that has a small display company, and I kind of joined him for about three years helping him out with his shows. And like he had some crew members and a lot of people that would meet me for the first time, you know, they'd be like, where have I heard that voice before? It sounds so familiar, <laughs> you know? And like, oh my God, you're Tom Pope yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they'd be like, I always thought you were some white red. Solved some kind of like uh, community <laughs> mystery because it's like you're, you're so anonymous in the way that you do things, which is awesome. I think oh it's really God. cool. But it's like, yeah, I, when I, the first time I met you, I think I'd already seen no. your videos a whole bunch online i was like i had that kind of like same oh shit moment where i'm like oh yeah you're that dude until <laughs> i met him at a uh, cobra con 21 we were working <laughs> in the field and somebody said uh ellery and i'm like who's ellery oh you're ellery i was sitting there talking to him the whole time i'm like <laughs> i'm like what the hell <laughs> never seen the dude i heard Heard him about you at uh, 2020 when bo was out there talking i'm like i haven't seen a picture of this dude i don't know who this dude is <laughs> It's crazy, man. And today, even do you get, you see the post? Oh, it's, it's everybody's kind of, like it's this kind guy of, lives. He's real. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> no, but it's it's funny seeing people that you see online and then you see them in person. Like, like I remember Brian Leonard. Some of my oldest videos, I remember him as a commenter on some of my YouTube videos, and then at PGI. I met him there because he was doing the Unlimited show, Class C. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that guy that used to comment on some of my videos. <laughs> yeah. It's a small world, man. So it's kind of neat seeing finally meeting these people. Yeah. Well, dude, let's do this. Let's kind of, uh, let's approach this topic of conversation from, I guess, a processes. And it, to you, it, like the process probably just seems like the process because kind of like you mentioned earlier, you do things just the way that you do things because that's kind of how you've done them for a long time. But like, I, I really want to make this content something cool for guys that may not be using visual software. So I don't know where that conversation necessarily starts. So obviously you got into Cobra and the tool became available to you, right? Cobra Show Creator? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the cheapest one. And... uh like I said, you, I, 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 on your post, you said it was like unique, but in a way, it's like a lot of people use Cobra Show Creator, especially beginners. And as my shows have grown, it's like I just haven't found a need to get something different because everything that I've thought of or wanted to do, I've been able to do it with Cobra Show Creator. You know, whether it's parabolas, letter shooting, matrix printing, it's like, I never got to a point where I was like, yeah, I can't do this with Cobra Show Which Creator. Is, and I, I got to get something And I think different. that may be, like, there's something, there's something there 
Like there's something in that statement, right? Especially, you know, the, the parabola and like the letters, especially, you know, you being able to do such like, like ornate and visually pleasing angles, you would not think when you see one of your shows put up against somebody who did all of their design natively, you know, taking for not just, I mean, it, it becomes a situation where you're taking the tool set for granted for like, you know, finale users and, and guys using visual software, because you have an idea of what all those field shapings are going to look like. But for you, not being able to see a lot of those angles, like where does that, where's that thought process begin? How do you figure out, Hey, okay, I want to take a shot at a, you know, a parabola. I want to take, I want to do some parabolics or even the letter racks. Like, I, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, a parabola isn't that hard. I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, you can, even just by looking other, other people's shows, you can kind of, or you can even just look up parabolas and you'll see the the graphs. I mean that's that's how I kind of started off. I I just plot things on a on a graph. Yeah. Especially when I do like matrix printing or or my letter rack. I, I do that off a graph. But I mean the the parabolas and stuff and like comet patterns, most of that I can just visualize in my head. But if I really you know, I like on my phone. They have I I have a Samsung, so they have the that Note app. It's basically just like a I don't Notepad that you can draw on. Mm-hmm. So that's it's like drawing on paper, but it's on your phone. I mean, that's what I'll do is draw patterns on my phone, especially when I try to come up with different patterns. You know, I I will just draw it on my on my Notepad. Yeah, I mean. I mean, mostly I do that just so I don't forget. Because a lot of times I want to try to come up with patterns that I haven't done before. Or, or you know, like most of us want to try to think of something no one has done before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. So a lot of those times I'll draw it in my phone just so I don't forget. How do you get into the concept that you were just saying? Like you, you, you write the thing, the notes down, like, are you like, all right, I'm going to do this. So, you know, kind of what it's going to look like, but you're transitioning from that one uh, design or, you know, pattern into the next one. And when you do it multiple times, you're going to have to kind of know how it's going to burn out, how it's going to look, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's being able, I guess, to well, see all that stuff. That's, that's for, the hard part for me. If for I had one, to do it by for hand. One, eh. For one, four stuff, it's like everything burns out like within two seconds and it's gone and you just move on to the next thing. It's like, you know, like my favorite, I think my favorite scripter is probably Aaron Mayfield. And all his stuff is like long burning stuff. And it's like less is more, you know? Mm -hmm. But for one four, as much as I like his scripting, I can't do it because one four burns out so freaking fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like for me, it's easy to script it because, like I said, it burns out so fast. So you just do that run and then just move on to the next thing. It's like, I mean, the more I script and go over it, then you start to remember the whole show in your head. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I do pay attention to like, like, I like to vary where I'm shooting stuff. Like, 
if I just fired something from left, like say I have five main positions where I do like slices or whatever, if I shoot from the left, center, right, which is, I would say, one, three, and five, then maybe the next thing I'll fire something from two, four, just so you're shooting them from different positions. So, I mean, it's like that. It Sometimes the next thing I'll shoot from different positions just to yeah, keep it. Right, to keep, to keep the, different, like the overall look on the field fresh. But the stuff is so close to each other that it does. It's easy to keep track, and like I said, a minute later, I don't have to worry about what I scripted a minute ago because I just move yeah, on. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's not like you. That's not like you got a bunch of wind bells in one <laughs> four that are gonna be there a minute later. How do you utilize your product catalog? Do you use like Wiki Fireworks, or what do you do there? Oh, see, that's the thing. I, I'm very basic when I do stuff and try to just keep things simple. Like Cobra, even Cobra Show Creator, as simple as it is, it has a lot of other features. I mean, it has a library, but I, I don't care to use any of that stuff. I don't use the library. Yeah, I just do the basics. Who that needs gets, a library? Gets the show <laughs> off the ground. Well, it's like when you guys do your visuals and I hear you about oh I can't stand I can't get this damn sim you know perfect or I I get stuck I get stuck I can't move on to the next thing until I get this damn sim and and me doing me no me doing a non-visual I'm like who gives a rat's just freaking put something there and move on it's like I don't even use a freaking visual but see and that's the I gift. mean that's the way that's when the I gift. listen to you guys that's what I think I'm thinking I'm like who gives a rat's no one's even going to see it but you we need to see what we, uh, what like, we need that's actually it's a, write that down AJ this is a really it. good t-shirt idea for the podcast <laughs> we can do like uh, on the front like that old reference that your mom used to make where you're like yeah there's a starving kids somewhere in Africa that's what eat their food and it's like we can put some like you know look at Ellery he doesn't have it visual you whiny <laughs> what would Ellery do <laughs> yeah we're going to get Ellery in the room when we do that uh, simulation party when yeah in that room because we'll get out of there real quick. <laughs> like, that's fine. Just get out of there. Fine, move on. <laughs> I have a feeling that Ellery could script faster than us. No, but also a, a lot of it though, I really try to interpret the music. Like when when I do my song choices, it has to sound like a pyro musical. I mean, you usually you can throw away songs real quick because you just don't hear it. Like I mean, if we, when you do shows like us that are doing high Q count shows per minute, it's more important to have that type of music that you can hear those hits, you can hear those yeah. runs, you know, there's dynamics. It, it, there's a lot of people who don't have the cues, so their pyre musical is basically a cake show, and maybe just every now and then they hit some hits with some slices for them. I think they can do power musicals for almost any song and that'll work. But for us, our style, it's like you really got to pick the right song. Like, and there's some songs like I'll see and they just don't have the, the places for the runs. Like, 
like runs, usually, you know, you'll have that bass slide, the one note, or or it's a quick beat where it's like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. hear yep. the runs. Mm-hmm. And if songs don't have that, it's like, I know, I know there's a lot of people that they'll just throw in a freaking run just for the hell of it to make it look cool. But when you listen to the music, it's like, it didn't even call for it, you know? Yeah. They're yeah. just throwing it in yeah. there. It's got to be a stylistic approach to, to what you're hearing. Otherwise, it, it may not translate or be digested the same way that, that you hear. And if it doesn't make sense, it's, it's a little weird. Now, this is like, this is really telling about your stylistic approach to Pyro Musical. So, you know, one of my favorite shows that you've ever done is your, your show at CobraCon, you know, the Pure Imagination show. And the song choice was amazing. You could tell that you lived to emphasize every big like moving moment in that song, whether it was through your choice of product in a particular section or your ability to kind of encapsulate the feeling that was being portrayed in that particular instance of the music. Like you did all of it, in my opinion, perfectly. It was so well done, but you know, you're right. You didn't like there. There wasn't like tons and tons of runs. It was just r- like precise, perfect product choice and shapings at the right time. Like I said, I do what the song calls for. It's like uh, when I first heard that song, I, I was like, "Holy shit!" This song writes itself. It's yep. like you know, it was so easy to script to. I mean. I, I was actually surprised at how well it was received because, you know, that was only a two and a half minute song. It was only five positions. And when you compared it to all the other shows that were there, you know, they had twice as many positions as I had, twice as much product. It's like, that's why when they were making up who's going first, I was like, I'm going first. It's like, <laughs> my show's going to suck. <laughs> so, so, didn't. You know, in a way, like I said, sometimes the shows you least think are going to do well, you, you, sometimes you get surprised. It's like, yeah. No, nah, so, dude, I, I think I that, think was, that was not only well was that like, not only was. was that an amazing show. Like I, I left that night just saying to myself on the drive back to the hotel, I'm like, that was probably the best show I'm going to see in a while. I mean, like that, that Trump did not, not to diminish all the other shows that people shot that night, but it was amazing. Yeah. You called me after you left there. Yep. (laughs) I was drooling all over you, man. I was like, God, (laughs) you're not going to, you're not going to believe what I just saw. Like this was a phenomenal show. So well done. Yes, it was. Uh, that one too, uh, like it, 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 it's like, yeah, it was all right. It, <laughs> it's cool because when you I watched that show too, like going after what you like what uh, Bo was saying and like you were saying, where you find those songs where you have the emotion and you you hit those action points at really good points to accentuate it so well that you kind of that song is especially you felt it as you were listening to it like you knew the lyrics in your head but you were feeling the music from the fireworks yeah and another reason i really like that show is uh you know at that time the wizard 1.4 pro they're really it was fairly new and a lot of people I, there weren't many videos of people that have done pyro musicals with wizard stuff yet. It was just now starting to really 
getting Pete get at the wholesalers, you know what I'm saying? So that Cobra Con, you know, there was the Dominator 1.4 Pro Show, there was the Night Owl one, there was the Raccoon one, and then mine ended up being the Wizard one, which was, it was really cool that night because you got to see each show was like one of the 1.4 Pro single shots being basically shown off there. It was it was pretty nice. I would imagine that did wonders for Wizard. So you were unfamiliar with the product being Wizard for the most part, but you still just scripted it as basic fireworks across other brands? Eh, I mean, a, a meteor's a meteor and a comet's a comet. It's like, that's another thing that, I've heard from you guys as you do all this testing and testing product. To me, it's like, why would I want to waste product? <laughs> it costs money. <laughs> I mean, most of the stuff, it's like, I, I feel like, I feel like I don't have to test it. I mean, like I said, to me, a meteor's a meteor, a comet's a comet. It's like, in cakes, I rarely have to do test out the timing on a cake because I rarely use a cake fully. I mean, I'll just, like most of you guys, I basically just match each row. So I rarely ever use a whole cake. And if I do, I use, usually just instant fire it. Yeah. So at least that's what I've done lately. Because I was just going to I was talking about cakes. I, I like I, I've told Brian when I was at PGI that you know I don't like shooting a cake because say it's a twenty second or thirty second cake, the only shot that's going to be in sync is your first shot, and then all the other stuff is random. Uh, you know, their randomness can you know there's times for it, but if you're I, I like to have every shot have a purpose. Like it, every shot is on a beat on the beginning of a verse or the end of the verse. Cause you know, sometimes it's the last word of the verse that's emphasized. Then you're like, Oh yeah, maybe I should hit this at the, at the last word instead of the beginning of the verse. Uh, but yeah, that's what I try to like to do. And I understand a lot of people can't do it that way. Cause you're limited by cues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to yeah. have that cake take up the, the 20 second or 30 seconds because that'd be a shitload of single shots if yeah, you just right. did it all single shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not but again, that's why I like Cobra Con because these shorter, well, these shorter shows, you know, that was two and a half minutes. I can basically do as high Q count as I want per minute because it's a short show. Mm -hmm. You know, if I did a 15 or 20 minute show, I'd be like, hell no, I can't script the way I want and do a 15 minute show. I'd, I'd need three times as much equipment. Yeah. At CobraCon, <laughs> you did a stellar job of like using longer burning product in those spots. So like even over, you know, say the show is like two minutes long, like your, your use of, of longer burning product with tails and strobe throughout that show was good that it portrayed impact in those moments, but it also like, you know, it gave you the whole display from, from end to end room to breathe. Right. So people can digest 
what's happening, but it still has like a very, very impactual kind of feeling on the translation of whatever that particular bit or hit was. Yeah. And this is another thing. It's like, uh, in my songs, I like to, I always print out the lyric sheet for every song. I don't know if you guys do Oh, that's that. cool. And that's part of my process. Cause, and I'll make notes on the lyric sheet and I'll, find as many words that I can represent from fireworks, you know, that I can make. That's cool. Like, you know, like an, I see I, I like so that, I right. made an I out of my letter rack. It's right. like, making a note. I didn't you know, think it's about like, that. like <laughs> colors. If you see like the word grass, you circle it. You're like, oh yeah, I should probably use green fireworks here. Or, and this is the one thing like Jason Rude yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude, uh, and everyone listened to his podcast. I listened to it, but I disagree with him on that one about you know cliches. cliches yeah, when he says don't use a fireball when it, it yeah when there's the word flame or fire, he doesn't want people using uh, fireballs anymore. It's almost shaming them that they're they're cliche. I'm like, dude. The better best representation for flame is a freaking flame. <laughs> it's like I, I I would tell someone to you know you know what I'm saying. I mean that's how pyro yeah. musicals yep. work. Yeah. I mean if you say that's cliche, basically everything a pyro musical is is cliche. Yeah. I mean we use red, white, and blue fireworks during the national anthem. Is is that not cliche? Should we use different colors or or everyone's doing the American flag now? It's like should we do the Russian flag just to be different and original? <laughs> it's like, this is America. We should just no, shoot to the saying? Russian. What, or, I don't know what the Russian national anthem no, is. No. But let's shoot to it. Or, to change or, things or, up. Okay, what, no, I'm difference. just saying, you, you, you hear... I'm just saying, you hear wow. you hear the lyric purple. You're not going to use green fireworks just yeah. to be different. Yeah. It's yeah. like... <laughs> You do what's called for in in the pyro musical. It's yeah. like, and that's what pyro musicals are. I yeah, mean, it's a visual it's repres- it's fire a visual representation of the literal the music. I mean that that's they go hand in hand, and they're supposed to. So like you you know, yeah, yeah. cliche is. I mean, you, I, I think cliche you is hit on a, stuff on. It's overdone. It's what everybody does. Yeah. Well, everyone shoots stuff on sync. So maybe you should be original and shoot one where everything's off sync. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Oh my god. No. No. Well, what's funny? I heard someone comment on. I heard some. I heard someone on Facebook once, and they commented. He's. They're like, oh, pyro musicals are so. Boring because when there's a big hit, you know they're gonna shoot some fireworks. I'm like, well, no, dumb. That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's how pyro musicals work. I guess we could really break up cliches and then tell everybody we're gonna shoot a pyro musical and then show up and do nothing. Sky puke. <laughs> Not even put up a show. <laughs> no, well, well, look. Sparklers. <laughs> when I do my scripting, I like to script. I'll just do blank events all the way down my script. I mean, I will hit every single possible beat, start of a lyric. I'll 
that's what I do. I, I just do blank events, hit them. I'll just do the whole show that way. Leave them blank. I don't know in finale if you're able to leave them blank. Do you have to select a, a product? Yeah, you can, no? you can put hit points on a timeline. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do on Cobra Show Creator. And if like there's a run, I'll just put on that at the beginning of the run and say the run's like two seconds long because you can time it out. Like if it's then you know it's a two-second run because there's a beginning or an end. I'll just put two-second run. You know, if I, I do something where I think there should be a parabola, I'll just put type in parabola. Because, you know, the description, you can type in whatever yep. you want. Yep. I mean, that's kind of how I do it. Uh, and then when I go back and build them in with the specifics, you know, I'll jump around. It's like a lot of times I'll just script the chorus first. And then, uh, and then I'll just jump to the repeated courses and just script it the same way. And that's another thing I've heard criticisms. People say don't do that because it's repetitive. But I'm like having courses. It's like a known structure that works in music, yep. right? So if it works audio wise, why wouldn't it work visual wise? So yep. that's kind of what I do. Yeah, and that dude, that makes all the sense in the world to me. And you could always build it up. I mean, if you if a chorus is like four freaking times and you're like, yeah, that's getting repetitive, what you can do is on the third or fourth one, script it the same way, but add something else on top of it, then it kind of builds it up. It's more intense, but it's still kind of stylized the same way. Yeah. But this is basically if you're doing full songs. It's like I tend to do full songs because... I tried to chop up songs in the past and it just didn't sound good. <laughs> but for this next PGI show, I've actually chopped some songs up because you're only allowed five minutes. And I was like, well, if I want multiple songs, they're not going to fit. So, yeah, right. And I've learned that you can chop at the end of one verse and then just leave out the second or third verse and... It, it, it like fits almost perfect mm -hmm. and you don't even notice the transition. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it'll be interesting. This'll, this'll be the first time I've done a show where I've actually uh, chopped down the audio. I usually do just one song power musicals, but if you have a power musical, that's multiple songs, I think they should look very different. Like whether one's slower or one's faster or, or one song focuses on this color or the other one focuses on these colors or this one focuses on these type of patterns and then the other one has completely different patterns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A piece of music makes you feel a certain way. So why shouldn't the visual representation be different? You know, it can't be a whole lot of the same stuff. Otherwise, it just, it's... Still. Yeah. Well, see, I have seen pyre musicals where people will use a bunch of different songs, but then they're using the exact same fireworks, the exact same colors, the exact same patterns throughout. It's like, uh, you know, and again, everything I'm saying in this podcast is my taste, my opinion. There's no right or wrong. So, you know, I'm not trying to dog people. Yeah, it's all subjective to the artist. My shows, there's probably just as many people that don't like my shows. I mean, I don't know. It's like, there's different tastes. I mean, no, so was, I just want to make that clear that whatever I say, 
Yeah. I think we've all talked about that too. You know, like everybody yeah. has their own style, their own way of doing anything. Like I tell Bo all the time, you know, everybody ain't the raw, their own way. And it's just, you do your way and I do my way. If <laughs> yeah, you like so how I do it, you can stick around. Yeah. Unless it's one yeah. click. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, in the power world, I feel like there's a lot of options out there, whether and styles like, what equipment you like to do, what techniques you like to use. There's all kinds of options and you choose what works best for you. But then you have toxic people on Facebook that act like they know everything and their way is the right way. And if you do it differently, it's the wrong way. And you're an idiot and don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there's all you don't there's exist. multiple ways to to, to do things. Ellery, how dare you you put those little clips on those wires? <laughs> how dare you do it? It's not it's not right. <laughs> that whole, going on yeah, what you I just mean, said, that post alone, you yeah, were giving was, information. That's all you were doing. And it was like, oh, well, why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting our time when all he was doing yeah. was giving an explanation of, hey, I found this. Well, I know people will do the cheapskate thing on you all the time. Like, if you don't use Finale 3D, you're a cheapskate. It's like, you're doing <laughs> such a big show. Why would you just use Cobra Show Creator? It's like, dude, look look at all the stuff I, I already own. It's like, I'm not cheaping out on stuff. It's like, I, I use what I use because I like what I use. I feel like the next time that somebody tells that to you, you should shoot the show. And then drop your Cobra remote and walk away. <laughs> Don't drop. actually drop it though. Don't listen to Jamie like that. <laughs> no, I dude, I, I I think we all completely agree. The groups are the groups. Um, it still kills me today when somebody posts a genuine question on any of the groups in the forums, and then they could be asking a very, very specific question with a very, very tailored specific set of answers that would be considered acceptable like answers. Even, you know, if whether they're answers or the original poster likes or doesn't like, there's still answers and they still apply. The stuff that drives me absolutely crazy is when somebody asks a question um, and then somebody else chimes in gives zero helpful information and then just has a post that's just a blatant shit all over the original poster for like the way that they do something or why they even choose to do it in the first place. It's not constructive. It's not helpful. What's the point? If they, if you're not trying to help further the hobby in the community, then don't worry about it. You're like, you're not going to get people to stop doing pyro musicals because you don't like pyro musicals. So just because the art form has a different meaning to somebody else, don't go around trying to impose that on everyone else. I think that's just it's ludicrous. Well, some people just love to argue with people. Yeah. Internet makes that easy, doesn't it? Stir it up. <laughs> AJ. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, if it if it Dude, to tell you the truth, if it wasn't for pyro musicals, if if all there was just shooting stuff off manually, I think I would be bored so quickly that I, I'd probably be out of this already. To me, I would get bored so yeah. quick. I mean, the fact that I can choose my own music and basically 
style the show, you know, on my own. It, it, it adds a lot of, like I said, you can use your creativity. And the music is something to compare it to. To me, if like you fire a show without music, it's like there's no one that, that can say that, you know, you made a mistake or not. It's like you can just put up yeah, whatever you yeah. freaking want. It's yeah. actually pretty good. You know what I'm saying? When you have music along with it, people can be like, no, people can be like, ah, uh, that's not really going with the music well. Or it's like, what's he hitting that's hitting notes? It's like, mm-hmm. you have something you to compare against that you have to go by. And if you don't interpret it well, it, it's going to be shown. There was a Spanish company that did one of these several years ago. And I want to say I saw it on the Cobra Facebook group. But like they, the, the whole first like five minutes of their pirate musical, they were quite simply exercising their ability to, you know, not just make shapes, but like they were keeping percussive beats with the ignition of the fireworks and, you know, the, the, the percussion that they create when they go off for the first minute or two of their pirate musical. It was, it was awesome. I thought it was a really cool stylistic approach to doing something a little different, but at the same time, musical, even though, you know, like percussion is, it's a, it's a form of like rhythmic timekeeping in music. So like watching them do that and change from, you know, like, half notes to quarter notes to eighth notes and going to 16th notes and then rip into 32 is really, really, really stinking cool to hear that because it's like they were, it almost sounded like you were listening to a college drum line. Hey, Ellery, what you were just saying, like if, if the musicals weren't really around that you wouldn't, uh, you'd be bored, you get out of this kind of thing. So the musical is what really keeps you occupied in this hobby. Like it, do you have any, like, like, the actual fireworks itself, does does that do anything for you? Like, you don't like to just blow up stuff and hand light things like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm part of the Heartland Club. And when I say blow up things, I'm, I'm not talking quarter sticks. Uh, I'm just, just a hand lighting club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, when I go to these club events and they're hand lighting stuff, it's like I get no kick out of it all. I actually very rarely hand light stuff. At, at PGI, they got the Class C line. Uh, I'm never out there hand lighting stuff. I mean, you see people going to the class C tent, buying all the stuff and they go right out to the field and, and light it off. For me, I'm like, I'd rather save what I buy for a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's like to me, hand lighting, I'm kind of just wasting product. I mean, that's just me. I, I get no kick out of it at all. Yeah. Do you like to consume videos to, kind of get an idea of what your product is going to do to have some form of visual reference in your mind? Uh, not the videos that I take. Well, I'm talking about like like product videos, I guess. Like product videos, I mainly just, I don't know. Like Casabella asked me to video their demo, so that's the main reason I do yeah. that. And you know, it, To be honest, product videos don't get a whole lot of views. I mean, I'm not making money off of the YouTube. What I like to do is video shows. Yeah, right. I like videoing all the shows. So like, I guess in the context of when you design something and you're putting hit points on a timeline, right? Like say, you know, you go down the line and you have, uh, you know, you want to do a parabolic run here you want to do, um, you know, a sequenced uh, comet chase here. When it comes to inserting 
the product or, or like understanding, hey, now I got to think about what actual product to put on the timeline at these hit points that I've kind of created for myself. Do you go out to, you know, YouTube and the open market uh-huh. and places to find videos to, to try to find the perfect product to use there? Uh, I'd say the majority of what I'm scripting, it's product I have on hand or that I know Casabella has in stock. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I don't think I use a lot a lot of uh, special stuff, like unique stuff. It's like, I think I use a lot of just the basics. Like I said, just like I said, I think a comet's a comet's a meteor. <laughs> yeah. <a> meteor. <laughs> that's, well, that's my bread and butter. And actually, I don't use mines that much just because most of the mines are like 50 yeah. millimeters. And I just don't, I try to stay away from 50 mils because they take up too much room in my yeah. racks. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. So, Ellery, you, you do a lot of recording through Casabella and you use uh, further demos. So, when you do the demos, do you see the product? You're like, oh, I need to buy that. And then you, you script from the product you have on hand and based on uh, seeing it. In person? It's very rare. I mean, usually if uh, I go to a demo, I'm, I'm only going to spot one or two products that I that stand out. Have you ever walked up to the demo, to the, the, the vendor or shooter afterwards and said, sorry, go fish? <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> there, there was a cake. Uh, last year's demo at Casabella, we did Magnus's Walk the Plank. And when I saw that, I was like, I have to put that in my PGI show. It was, it was, uh, it was like one of the best fish cakes I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, and then, and then that star, that star ejecta from 108 Fireworks, I think that was a big hit last year. Because it was those big orange peonies with a silver pistol. Yeah. That was one I was like, holy crap. That's a cool what was, cake. What, For one, what you don't see one orange called? peonies Are that much. Ejecta? Or, um, it was star a ejecta. star ejecta from one, 108 well, Fireworks. Be careful with that yeah, one. It was one of those Scott Smith. <laughs> Scott Smith. Uh, you know, uh, what's, what's Scott Smith's... Uh, Fireworks Factory Direct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fireworks Factory Direct. FFD. Yeah. That's where that comes from. That's cool. Yeah, and I tried to tell him to get different colors, like maybe get a purple one. And and that cake, it's alternated silver palm pistol and a crackle pistol. Yeah. I tried to tell him it'd be better if it's all just silver palm pistols. I was like, that crackle pistol sucks balls. (laughs) (laughs) You don't love the crackle? It'd be nice if he got different colors. Like I said, like a purple peony with silver palm pistol. It's like, you don't see that much. It's like, yeah, yeah, get colors that other brands don't have. That's why that orange was killer. Oh yeah, dude. Orange you don't see. I mean, much at and all. that cake. If you if if you if you saw the PGI show that Casabella did, they I used that at PGI and so did they. He mixed it up with some of their one three shells. And 
those star ejectors looked like one three because it was so much closer to the crowd and the one three was so far back. Dude, they look for you would have thought those were one three shells. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about PGI at all or not, or maybe later. You're doing, it's the Class C competition that you're doing, right? Yeah, last year was my first time doing it. It was the, they have the Class C small, large, and unlimited. And what's the difference between all three of those? Small is basically one position, large is three positions, and unlimited is do whatever the hell you want. So I entered the large, you know, and you had a Sean who entered all three. And, <laughs> you know, he won the small because he was the only entrant. And then he, then he won the unlimited, and then he took second to me on the large. So he almost swept all three events. <laughs> but... Yeah, it I was. Don't know. It was fun as hell. You sweep something. No, and I urge if you're the only person that enters it. Yeah, yeah. If you win by default, <laughs> well, that's why Sean and me we're like we're begging people to to sign up. It's like no one wants to win that way, and to yeah. us, it's more the merrier because during those nights we're spectators too. We want to watch more shows. But and in past years, a lot of these PGI competitions, you could win by default because you may be the only competitor. So, mm. so mm. it's nice to try to get more people to enter. And like I said, it's more. I I enjoy this more than like Sky Wars because being let your max is five minutes. I mean, you you can just do a four minute show, but you yeah. can do high Q count per minute. And it's a lot easier to do. You don't need as much equipment. It's not going to take as long to set up. It's like, it, it, I, I just, I love Skywars entering and doing those shows there. But to me, the PGI was just so much more enjoyable because it, it took less work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even need any help on my show. It's like, start to beginning, I set it all up. I tore it all down. The whole Casabella crew was there, you know, because we were doing the uh, closing show. Yeah. And they'd all ask, hey, ho, you need some help? And I was like, nah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. So it's small enough that, you know, you could set it up your whole self. Is that all out of pocket? So, yeah, it was all out yeah. of pocket. But see, I don't do a July 4th show yeah. for family yeah. or anymore. So it's like, to me, it's a... Uh, That's your uh, show. It'd be just like doing a family show, but I'm doing it at a yeah. That's my yearly show, and just doing it. With I, your I, family. That's the reason I like doing shows at CobraCon or Sky Wars or PGI is because I mean, you guys know how much time and and money is is spent. I feel like the bigger the crowd, I feel like it's the money and time is more worthwhile because more people get to see it. And then also at these pyro events, the majority of them are pyros. So they're going to respect more of what you're doing and appreciate it more. So, yeah, oh, when totally. you see me, you some people are like, why is Ho doing all these freaking festival shows? It's like, well, that's one reason I like to do it. It's like, it, it, I just feel like the work I'm putting on is more worthwhile. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It holds more value because it's it's for your peers, right? It's yeah, that, it's for the people that yeah, are yeah, going yeah. to take what they see in like all of these ideas and you know, perhaps learning something or, you know, they're getting inspired, you know, just having the opportunity to kind of take that stuff in, it, it really is inspiring. I got a good question for you on, you were talking about your bigger shows and your smaller shows when you were talking about, uh, you know, doing all the cakes and such. So obviously using scripting software, we're able to tell, you know, Hey, I got this cake in here and I've used rows one, two, and three, four and five are still available. Like obviously you have to do that on paper then yeah. or, or do you just like, how do you take a cake in a show? Do you, you take a point and you're like, all right, I'm going to use the whole cake in this one section. So that way you don't have to remember that. Or how does that work for you? I just treat them as slices. I mean, if, if I script the show and I find out I only need three slices, then I'll just cut the cake. I'll just cut the other four slices off the cake. I mean, I'll keep the other but three intact. What if each slice is a different color? But, yeah, I just, well, then I make sure I pair them, obviously. I always pair the row ones with row one and row two with row twos. I don't mix them up unless they're identical. But yeah, and I, I some people say they do it just to, they can adjust the timing of the cake or whatever, but rarely do I just do row after row of, after row of the cake till it's done and control the timing. I, I just, treat them as individual slices. So I may use one slice in the beginning of the show or the next slice, you know, two minutes later. Yeah, I just... And sometimes I only need one slice from the cake, so I just remove one slice. You know? One slice. (laughs) Slice isn't very sturdy. You just... Well, you, you just get another piece of cardboard and hot glue it so it's sturdy enough and... And sometimes, you know, you'll get multiple pieces of cakes and then you just hot glue them together and make one block so that way it's more stable. You know what I'm saying? I was just going to ask you what you did with all your extra stuff then. (laughs) One of these days I'll make a Franken cake show. (laughs) You know, it's like all the... There you go, Jamie. Now you know what to do with it. I can't. What are we doing? Yeah, I'll just have to make a show out of it. (laughs) I made a four by eight out of mine. There's some, you know, single shots from broken up cakes that I forgot to label, you know, with a marker what it is. So it's like a mystery single shot now. It's like, I don't even know what the hell it is. <laughs> it's like your mystery <laughs> grab I'll bag every to, once in a while. You grab one. Let's see what do this a is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's really cool that, I mean, you do, it sounds like you keep the creative separate from. Um, you know, like the administ- like the administrative and the logistics, like it's like when you go through your script and you have that music and you're listening to it and you're putting hit points on a timeline, um, you know, it sounds like the act of you being creative is kind of going through that brainstorming and selective product, um, process trying to figure out, you know, what makes the most sense here. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's like, uh, like I said, if I, listen to music and I think there should be a zipper cake there or something. I'll just write zipper cake, but then I'll decide what zipper cake to put in there later. Or, you know, I, I, like I said, I try to let the music dictate like you, you know, a lot of sounds you can kind of tell what to use. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Do you keep yeah. a lot of notes that that have like, say, you do a show, uh, and you're like, hey, you know what that that comment run I did. Um, you know, this is how I did it and I'm going to change it up and you use it again, but then you already have it pre-saved somewhere in your notes of how to enter that. Kind of like your well, own see, cheat sheet. Eh, eh. Well, what? The, po- the po book. Well, like if you do a parabola, the most po of book. us will do it the same way most of the time. Uh, I mean, you know, you'll you'll do the same parabola, you know, the same position, same angles, but then you may change the timing differently. You know, maybe one time you'll do it instant, one time you'll do do it, you know, sweeping. It's like, but it, it the way it's set up, it's the same. I mean, I use, you know, stick to the same angles. I mean, I, I still don't think my parabolas look as good as like yours, but. It's enough that I'm happy with what I I get out of it. You know what I'm saying? I'd I'd, say just some of the stuff fine, I know buddy. isn't perfect. <laughs> just fine. But like I said, I try to I try to think of stuff that I haven't done before, or or like I said, it's almost impossible. But you try to think of stuff that some someone hasn't done before. Because, you know, you want to be original. I don't want people to start seeing my pyre musicals and be like, oh, look at him. He uses all the same patterns every pyre musical. The only thing that's changing is his song choices. You know what I'm saying? So I try to always think of something new. I mean, it's like the, yeah, that's you're, you're one evolving. reason I'm excited for this PGI you're show. Evolving I mean, there's a lot of your there's, own creative Well, there's process. a lot of runs that I, yeah, but I try to do that every show. It's like, you try to think of new stuff that you haven't done. And like I said, there's a lot of new runs that this PGI show that I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like in person. And, and, and I know we've been talking about me using non-visual all this time. Well, for this show, I did script the whole thing without a non-visual, but there was one run that I had in my mind that, I, I just wanted to verify what it looked like visually. So I had David, I said, this is what I want to do. Can you put it in finale and send me the video? I want to see what it looks like. So he sent it to me and basically just verified what I thought it would look like. But after I had it all done, I noticed FW Sim has an arcade version for like $25 one-time purchase and it's yours. Basically, you know, you can, I don't know, does Finale have an arcade version? They got a light version. It's not $25 though. (laughs) (laughs) Because the way, because the way this is, it's 25, the way this is, it's the way it is, it's $25. You can make your own show, but you can't export a script. You can't assign cues. It's like, the, and they have a $50 version, which just means the library of stuff you have is is bigger. And their library really doesn't have cakes. It's all just single-shot items. You know, your mines, your comets, your meteors, your shells. So I decided, well, instead of have in the future, if I want to see what stuff looks like, I don't want to be bugging David every time and say, hey, can you plug this in for me? So I was like, hell, for $50, I'll buy it. So 
you know, I had all this so time you in the world. Came over to the dark side I just, just went ahead a little and bit. plugged in my yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, here's the <laughs> thing: I plugged in my whole show there, and you guys. I don't know if Jamie saw the show, but you and Bozy saw it. I let you see it, but basically, even after working with FW Sim, it gives me an idea of what visual simulators or scripters are, and it hasn't persuaded me to switch over. Yeah. I, I still, for some reason, I like the way Cobra Show Creator, the way the events are all just listed, you know, in front of you like a sheet, and it scrolls through the events with your timeline. I just like yeah, seeing all yeah. the events in a sheet all in front of me. Like, I don't like seeing it, like seeing FW Sim and the way all your events are like put on the on the time the audio timeline i was like i i do not like like it that way it's like i tried yeah. it and i was like yeah i don't know if the i don't know if the higher up versions have like a like a script window and i'm doing like the air quotes thing but i remember when i played with the demo for fw finale years ago a, is finale like that yeah, if, Finale's got a script window, and in that script oh, okay. window, it'll like yeah, yeah, because you, you go through like anything that you put on the timeline will drop into this script window, and as the script is rolling, you're you know you're seeing highlights of this thing kind of kind of ripped down through the script, it, and moving. you know where you are. Yeah, yep. Oh, okay, well then that's similar to Cobra Show Creator. Like, like I see there's people that do pyre musicals with Excel. And I was like, there's no way I could do it like that because they're basically, I think, just S says it. Yeah, says a guy that doesn't use visual software. They're like, dude, I did their whole thing. No, with Cobra no, no, no. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, think, I think they just mark times on the audio timeline and then they go to their Excel and be like, okay, at two minutes and such and such, I need to type this into Excel. And then that whole list wouldn't scroll as you're playing the music. Like, I've had Cobra Show Creator where it, it would malfunction and stop scrolling. And I was like, they better fix this because I can't script this way. I was like, I can't follow <laughs> it. So, you know, I, I would send I would send messages to Cobra and they're like, oh yeah, we'll fix that. It's like, we had something happen or, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. so... So yeah, I have a lot of respect for people that just do it on Excel. I mean, you think I'm bare bones for doing it on Cobra Show Creator, but whew. Yeah, I do it on Excel. I don't know, dude. I don't like know I, I got a respect. Like I got a respect for anybody so. that can do so like I'm I'm have always I've always been a very visual learner. You know, like I, I can read text and try to, you know, learn that way, but like I I will never learn the way that I do when I'm visually doing something. And that extends over to my creative processes as well. I just like, I have such a hard time with it. Like I can never sit down and, and create, uh, you know, like parabolic runs on graph paper and just, you know, try to, I, like if I have graph paper, I'm sure I could probably go through it. It's just, it's nice to have that tool set. Um, but at the same to time, see, like to more power you, to man. you for being well, able the thing to do is that. The the thing is, the first time I did parabolas, yeah, I might have had to, uh, at each position, say what angle I was going to use. But now that I've done them and the formula hasn't changed, I don't need to do that anymore. It's like, 
I know what each position, what angle I want to use. But I'm going to use more this time because at PGI, I'm using 13 positions because my past shows, I, I'm pretty simple. I, I don't use that many positions. Like, yeah. I mean, heck, my Skywars Pro-Am, that was only seven positions. I mean, you guys will laugh at me now. You're like, seven positions at Skywars? Are you crazy? Dude, that's <laughs> all it was. It worked just fine. My yeah. Unlimited only had nine positions. Yeah. So I, I, I'm someone that I like to keep stuff simple. But like I said, this PGI, I'm using 13 positions this time. It'll be the most positions I've ever had. So so I've changed my parabola a little bit. I've added a little added a little more to it since I have yeah. more positions available. Yeah. So what night do they shoot those shows, the class C competitions? Mon Monday Monday is small and large and Tuesday is unlimited. Okay. Last cool. year yeah. Tuesday was a rain out. So I, I did mine mm. on Wednesday last year. I'm not going to say what part but I want to look fun. like, but like that said, one section in your song, I can't wait to see that in person. <laughs> That's probably the run you sent. The David comet to, run. Right? Yeah, that comet. Yeah, yeah, that comet. Well, part of it was I wanted him to see. No, no, no. Actually, it was something else. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't let him. It was a different run, separate, but. That run was awesome because I hit every single beat, but that song during the run, it started off slow, like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? And it got faster and faster, and I hit every single beat for that run. So it's gonna, like I said, there's a lot of cool things in that show that I want to see. Yeah, I think it's but like I said, the, it's just a fun event because the camaraderie with all the other shooters. I mean, last year, uh, freaking Raven Ross shot the show for me because I wanted to man my camera. So he was a he was a competitor of mine, and I let him start the show. I was like, dude, you'd be oh, in the shooter's awesome, table man. and shoot the show for me. So that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I want to video this. So. Well, so have you had any luck getting anybody else to, uh, to get into competitions? Well, I Jamie. expect Sean's going to. Well, <laughs> even with Sean, Sean, Sean's doing Scott, Sean's doing Sky Wars, but I'm sure this guy like likes to do so many damn shows. I, I can't see him not doing a PGI show. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he wants to win the large because... Scott Shoe, Scott Shoe beat him a couple years ago in the large. Last year I beat him in the large, and that's the <laughs> one class he hasn't won yet. So, <laughs> so, so if any of you guys want to do a show, enter the large and make sure it's Sean wins. Right, my only motivation is to make sure that Sean can't win it. <laughs> No, oh no, it, it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. Yeah. Like I'm just joking with him. It's like, but but it's yeah. funny. I well, know I mean, he with, wants to like, win that one. So I was gonna bad. say, dude. Like uh, with with Sean's like Sean's product line is really cool. Like uh, he's got some really cool stuff. So I'd imagine taking that stuff to PGI and putting up a whole bunch of shows is a great way to show but, it off. Oh, that's exactly what he did last year. Like all his shows were loaded with his product. 
Yeah, and people were like, holy. I mean, the swirl to falling leaves or falling fish or whatever that was. I was like, holy shit, that's a unique cake. And they were 200 gram cakes. That's funny. Yeah, I called that, that him about the, ordering a couple of cases uh, of those. Best. <laughs> because of that show. No, and then the pot, I always see the Pyroland guys there. And oh, they were awesome. I mean, like Joel and his brother, I mean, they've let me know they're big fans of my shows. And yeah, and I, at PGI, you know, I always pick up a few things from them. Those guys are awesome. But yeah, if you want to hear a funny story, P PGI, you know the way I have my setups usually pretty quick. I have everything done. But there were some drastic changes at PGI because after the Sunday show, they realized the fireworks are way too close to the crowd because there was mm. a tree line. You either had to have your fireworks in front of the tree line or behind it. So after Sunday... They told me that 62 millimeters and higher has to go behind the tree line. Oh, geez. So I'm like, what the hell? Wow. I was like, that, as far as those are, they're going to look smaller than my 1.75s. Mm. So I ended up having to pull all my NOABs, all my 62s out of my rack and replace them with 1.75s because I can keep them up closer. Oh, and I was like, geez, they're going to look even bigger that way. Wow. So, What are we talking about? Oh, and I would need yeah. more. <laughs> I would need more mods. I would need more mods because I'd have separate positions. If, if my 62s had to go behind the tree line, those are more positions. I would need more mods to go to those positions. So I was like, I don't have enough mods. And Scott at Cobra, Cobra, he's like, here's 372s, take them. So I took them, but then I was like, no, it's, uh, I thought about it. I was like, no, nah, I'll just pull them. So I grabbed some of my Pyroland order and I had to break up some of the cakes and pull some of the 1.75 shells and put them in the rack. But then Dude, that's quick. That is quick thinking on your feet though. How many days before was that? This was the night before. Oh my yeah, god! I, I I heard this Ugh. like the day right. before, and I was like, what? I was minute. like, what do I do? So I had to break <laughs> up cakes. Yeah, last minute I had to break up cakes and and replace what was in my rack. And then guess what they said? We want we want everything angled away from the crowd because the stuff is too close to the crowd. So everything from your cakes to your single shot racks all had to have a piece of wood in front of it to oh lift it up, to angle stuff away from the crowd. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't have <laughs> enough wood to do that. I was like, what the hell? And there was like pieces of burnt plywood on the, on the ground from the previous show. And they're like, we'll take some of that plywood. I'm like, dude, it's all burnt up and stuff. I'm like, what am I going to use to cut? You know, uh, I was like, what? So I ended up getting <laughs> cardboard and finding whatever I could to put under. I was like, hopefully they'll pass and let me, because I was like, this stuff's going to bounce off the cardboard. And I know very, very little about PGI, but for a fireworks industry and community event, and, you know, for us having like a red book, to kind of go off of when it comes to this stuff. Like I, I'm they're paying attention to that stuff when they go in and plan the events and get the 
um, you know, like the physical well, locations. Well, I for think these the tree events, line right? was supposed to be cut down. But when we got there, it wasn't. So we had to deal with it. Uh, I'm pretty oh. sure that they were planning on cutting down that tree line. So, yeah, so it, it, it sucked. It was horrible. Mm. You think they're going to go back to that same location again for PGI some year? Oh, I, I yeah, maybe. But I think that tree line will be gone. But no brainer. Fingers crossed. It's on somebody's to do list. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, good question for you. Uh, like for anybody that's doing what you're doing, which is using you know their imagination, uh, CSC or with you know uh, doing a cell. What would you say is good tips to hand them right off the get go to start off with? You mean like when you're just starting? Yeah, like how you, when you first got into it, what did you find that, that helped you design things faster? Make sure you own a mouse. Uh, it makes yeah. things easier. Are you talking about, <laughs> well, for, for one, for one, I, I think some people are scared to, to, to learn to use the scripting software. I mean, I've heard people, you know, they're like, oh, can someone give me a script or, you know, they don't want to learn to do it themselves. Literally, I mean, Cobra Show Creator, I got on there for 10 minutes and was able to figure it out. It's like, if you just sit there and do it, it's not that hard. At least the basics of getting a Pyro Musical done. Like I said, there's a lot of features Cobra Show Creator has that I don't use. You know, I just do the bare bones, what it takes to get me to do my show. And like I said, I didn't have to have follow any instructions. It's like it's that user-friendly. And as far as doing Pyro Musicals, we've all seen enough Pyro Musicals. You know what you like and what you want. All you have to do is just freaking script it. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, that hard. Yeah. It's like I don't feel like what I'm doing is anything special. I feel like what I do, anyone could do. It's like... Like I said, you can copy off of people. Just so they, you see the pyro musicals, you know what you like and what you want. It's it's not that hard. You just script it. Yeah, learning the tools and the process is always the most intimidating part, especially for newcomers to pyro musicals because there there's so many steps in between concept and execution that I think people just get overloaded. This one is a big tip when I was first starting. Uh, I've I've seen people on Facebook and YouTube. They're they're going to do their first pyre musical, and it's their A one, their July Fourth show. That's their first one, and then you see the aftermath. You're like, oh, our music didn't go off. Uh, lots of shit didn't. There was all kinds of fuck ups. It's like, dude. Do some practice pyro musicals. You can look up on my YouTube and type Tongpo Pyro first pyro musical. It was a one and a half minute pyro musical to some horror song. I broke up some silver razzle cakes. I broke up an AFW red wave mine cake. I mean, there probably wasn't a hundred dollars worth of product in that show. But then I did it in front of five people. But I learned how to work my system. I learned the music's going to go off. It's like, get your mistakes over with. 
by doing some small pyro music. So like I said, yeah, you can uh, just exposure, you know, exposure or experience based on the practice. Yeah. There's it's like learn your mistakes before you do your A show, your first A show. Like I said, you only have to do a one minute pyro musical and just break up some cheap cakes. Yeah. I mean, yep. it's like it's, it's you're not gonna waste much money. I've still seen it with experienced people. They don't do a freaking test run with their audio box, all their mods before the show at home. It's mm -hmm. like I've yeah. seen them end up using the wrong audio track. It's like, it's like, dude, that you, no way should you be making that mistake. That just tells me you didn't do a test run. Yeah. It's like, yeah, testing is a big part of the, the process. Yeah. I mean, I, I can give a lot more tips than I do. I mean, if Let's you want got the time to hear them. Yeah, man. No, like all my mods, it, and I, when I'm at home, I make sure they're all synced already. I make sure they're all charged up, all full power. I put all the channels already set. On the mods, I will get tape, put it on the cover, say what position it goes to. Bank A, B, and C, what channel is each one? It's like, I've seen people do shows and they find out later, it's like, oh crap, this mod isn't synced. Oh crap, this mod needs new batteries <laughs> in the middle of the show. It's like, why wait till, why wait till you're on the field to find that out when you can make sure all this is good to go? <laughs> or they're like, oh, we don't have enough mods. It's like, dude, I make sure I have all the damn mods. They're already labeled to what position they go to. It's like, it's all done. It's like, I yeah, know, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? That's really it. And I think that, uh, that it, like in, in and of itself, like the, the, the content behind the tips and the advice that you're giving, like that's, it is super important. Cause I think a lot of times people's first, Pyro musical, like some of the first stuff that I did included, like you just, you don't have the prior experience either with your gear or in process and you forget all about it. Right. And lessons are always learned seemingly, especially, you know, this is no different anywhere else in, in life, the hard way, you know? So you, you, you kind of learn, um, as you go and you can provide all this information up front. And it's just at that point, it's up to somebody to really get process oriented, write something down and then figure out how to incorporate that into their workload that by the way, they might not have one kind of established yet because it's brand new to them. I also double label everything. Like I will put the Q label from your scripting software, one on the product, one on the end of the match. Uh, like my single shot racks before the day of show, they're done. I mean, they're in the rack. They're wired onto my slats. The slats already have the cable connected to it. And at the end of the cable, I always will put a piece of masking tape to what channel it attaches to. So when I need help, the biggest part I need help with is if someone wants to help me with my show is unload the truck or trailer and just get everything out to the position. So everything, yeah, I know the the label from the script, which is small, it has the position, but I, I like to get masking tape. I'll put it on every cake, 
every rack, just everything. And it'll say what position it goes to in big letters. You know, if it needs oriented, what is front, I will put on the piece of tape front. So it's like any caveman can just come up to my product and be like, oh, this needs to go to this position. This needs to go to that position. It's like, or if things hasn't been plugged in, it (laughs) says, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like everything's already set. It's like, I try to dummy proof it as much as possible, but yeah, it's like all the single shot racks. I do that myself. And I know there's that a lot of people won't do it. I mean, the whole conversation you guys had with the last one about transporting, you know, match product. Yeah. yeah. So I, I understand that, you know, it's whatever label of safety you're most comfortable with. But it's like when you guys were talking about uh, flames and strobes that are pre-matched and they don't even have a shroud on it. It's like they're just as dangerous as a, a match yep. single shot. I mean having a 30-second flame go off in your freaking trailer, the whole freaking thing's going to light. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If anything, it's more dangerous. You, you, don't, exactly. you, don't think, you don't think a 30-second flame's going to light up your whole freaking trailer? <laughs> it, I think it's actually one of the most dangerous products, but guess oh, what? Hell yeah, man. That's going to burn it, for a while. You know, I've <laughs> yeah, never heard it happening before. the rest of your trailer on fire. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and there's there's for consumer product, there's no laws against having a match product transporting. But like I said, be as safe as you want to be. I'm not recommending this to anybody. It's like uh, I'm comfortable with it, but you know, I mean, heck, yeah. if you want to be really safe, then don't mess with fireworks at all. Just let <laughs> yeah. Tom Toe do it and let him blow himself up. Man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand. No, no, no. But yeah, I understand if 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 if, if the people want to say, yeah, just match on the field, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do what you want. And I hear it. I hear them. You know, that's the safest way to do it. But yeah. Thank you for the discussion, man. I think this has been really insightful. Uh, I think absolutely the uh, you know like I, especially for scripters that don't necessarily have that visual software or the luxury of that visual software. So I mean, it is really cool to see, you know, like just a peek inside your your early processes and and how you visualize this stuff in your head um, and how to kind of tackle your script. So speaking of visualization, the avatar that you chose for Tong Po has me thinking <laughs> of the episode or the of uh, Avengers when the, the Hawk and Loki. Get I didn't into choose it. it. He did. Smashes Loki back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see Ellery going up to somebody who scripts me a finale and saying. Yeah, Ellery was the first one to tell me that he's like, uh, he's like, bro, that ain't right. I don't look like that. I look like this. Yeah, no, yeah I was like, that ain't. F-. I was like, that ain't freaking Tong Po. What Tong Po have you been watching? I was just gonna say something real quick. It's like I, I just wanted to say like, if if you join uh, a, a pyro club, it's like that's where I met Tim and. David and James before I even dealt with uh, Casabella and uh, 
uh, RKM. So it's like, it's like the you can make good connections if you join a club. So that's one of the things I recommend. And that's oh, yeah. kind of oh, how yeah. I was got involved with those guys because I knew them first beforehand. And I just want to give them a shout out because I've been grateful for what RKM and Casabella has the opportunities they've given me. Because a lot of their big shows like at PGI, you know, Casabella, I've helped them out like with the last three PGI shows, RKM, the last two Cobra Con shows I've helped them with, the NFA shows they've had, help them out with their demos. It's like, you know, Brian, James, and David at RKM, they're just awesome and just give me good opportunities. And same as Jerry, Tim, and Glenn Glenn at Casabella. It's like, I I think they're just really awesome because I just love working on shows and getting down and dirty and working hard. And they just given me a lot of great opportunities. And I just wanted to give those guys a shout out. Yeah. So, hell yeah, dude, they deserve it too. All super good dudes. And, you know, I always enjoy, you know, getting the chance to, to see them at industry events and things. Very cool down to earth. Good dudes. All right. Ellery, you ready for some voicemails? All righty. Yeah, we can, we can, uh, we'll see. Hello, no one is available <laughs> to take your call. Oh, oh, oh. Why don't you ever pick up the phone? Five voicemails this week. So let's wait. Do... It says rhythm. Give it to me. Yeah, knowledge. That's really kinky. Rhythm. Give it to me. Yeah, it's the knowledge. <laughs> wow. The people want <laughs> Sorry, the knowledge. All right, here we go. This uh, first one's from that guy three houses down the street. Oh God. Nice. Oh God. I hope I know who not. That is. Oh God. I hope not. I know who it is. <laughs> okay, so I got a question for you guys. How do you convince someone that? An hour-long fireworks show is not the most ideal way to go about doing a show. Like, how do you convince someone that goes out and their idea of a fireworks show is going out and spending $5,000 on wholesale cases, you know, buying hundreds of, of, of cakes and like six, 700 shells and setting it all off in like an hour? How do you convince someone that... It's really not a good idea to just continually do sky puke like that for an entire hour for a backyard fireworks show. Like, what what would you say to someone if you heard that um, that that's what that that's what they do for their fireworks show? Like, how do you convince them to actually build a show and actually make it look nice without just being constant Sadly, sky puke? <laughs> I have a friend like that. I say, I say, if that's what all. I, I say, if that's what they like doing it, some people like enjoy that. Like. I mean, yeah, yeah. If they like it, so be it. Everyone has their own taste. That's what I say. You know, you got the hand fires, you got the sky pukes, you got the pyro musicals. Not everybody likes the pyro musical. Some people love the hour-long shows with uh-huh. loud booms and sky puke. Teach their own. 
Some people like hand lighting for an hour. That's mm -hmm. what they get their kicks from. You know, uh, if you're a hand lighter, you don't want to do it for 10 minutes. You know, yeah, it's like, hey, that's what you want to do? Do it. <laughs> That's what I said. I used to. I'm guilty of doing that too. Really long shows when I first started. I mean, Bo, you were there at um, the one. <laughs> yeah, that was what 45 minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's your buddy show. Well, so like, I'm gonna. I'll take a. Uh, I'll take a methodical approach to this question and say, you know, that not everyone necessarily knows what a pirate musical is. But I, I think the more that you expose them to new things, like say you run into somebody who has gone and bought wholesale or retail, doesn't really matter where they buy it. They buy all the stuff. They, they constantly run it out there year after year after year and just put up tons and tons of stuff. Right. But they have no idea the pirate musical exists. You, you go in, you show them how to shoot a pirate musical. And then at that point, once they've been exposed to it and they know how much work it is, as well as, you know, the, the return on that work, they can make the decision for themselves having been exposed to it. So I think the, the coolest thing that you can do, I guess, if you're trying to convince somebody is probably, you know, put the pirate musical in front of them and because their initial reaction will probably be, wow, that's really cool. Now it's after they experience the workload that accompanies it. That's probably when you're going to get some pushback on doing it again next year. I guess that's my take. Or that, or just tell everybody, you know, it's all the cool kids are doing it and all the hot chicks love it. <laughs> I, I've evolved my shows too. I used to do manually fired shows and, you know, but like I said, I, I made that choice on my own as I saw more stuff. You know what I'm saying? You'll, yeah, they'll yep. learn to evolve if they want to. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Okay, next one. All right. Thank you, uh, that guy three houses down the street. I'm really glad that you're not really that guy three houses down the street. Okay. <laughs> Next voicemail comes from uh, Ken. Ken here, a sporadic listener, but joyful supporter of this Thank podcast. It was Bozy's In the End Pyro Musical that got me off the couch and scripting to shows to music. Mm -hmm. I'm now scripting 500 to 700 pyro cues and 300 to 400 DMX flame events to music every 4th of July for the neighborhood. I too have not used any visual software. I use pyro ignition control, which isn't even supported anymore. I think I'm somewhat addicted to the process of compiling mental images and sketches of what I think the show will be representing that with various linear bars in a non-visual editor that makes little sense to others and then setting it all up and shooting it. I, along with the audience, will be seeing the show oh, for cool. the first time, and it's an absolute rush. Sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes it's not. Either way, I'm surprised, but it's always a rush. I have FW Sim, Show Sim, Finale 3D, <laughs> but have yet to use them. I fear that making the move to Finale 3D will dampen that rush and make everything less organic. I do think the benefits of queue management and addressing alone may eventually push me over to Finale 3D, and I'd love it if they had a non-visual version or option. Tong, what is your reasoning for not using a visual editor? <laughs> Just like I said, it hasn't stopped me from doing anything that I haven't done. You know, anything I think of, I can do it without it. And I only do one or two shows a year. So speeding up the process and being uh, 
you know, Tim Jamison said something. If you forget the visual, just the workflow speed up that Finale has will help. But the fact that I only do one or two shows a year, I, I feel like I have all the time in the world that I don't really... Speeding up the process is not that important for me. So I'm just sticking with Cobra Show Creator, but that's just me. Ken, he mentioned something that I, I thought was really kind of cool and I never thought of was uh, that feeling in the rush, um, you know, just living in the moment and seeing your work for the first time. You know, because it, like to that point, you've only ever seen it in your head. I never thought of, I never really thought about that. Like, you know, you know, it's not visual. And well, it's I know just like you- I mentioned. That's why I'm anxious to see what my PGI show is going to look like in person. Cause there's all these runs that I, I haven't done before. It's like, yeah, I know I put it in FW Sim, but still I thought of it all yeah. without it. So, but I get what he's yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Ken, thanks for the love, dude. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate you supporting the podcast. All right, let's see. Uh, next one's from Anonymous. Hi, all. Thanks for answering my lengthy questions last week. My man. The podcast has already discussed which single shots, cakes, slices they like. So, Ellery, I was wondering if you could provide your top one or two of each effect. Secondly, if you haven't done so already on the show, could you please share some tips and tricks and go-tos with parabolics and single shot sequences. I saw you're using FW Sim for design ideas. How are you liking it? And do you recommend it for those using Show Creator? Lastly, another safety question. I have moved and will be doing a new shoot site this year and have some potential concerns regarding fallout. I will be shooting from five positions and my middle station is a little over 450 feet from a property across a pond. So positions one and two would be 480 and 510 feet away. I obviously will test prior to the show, but can only legally shoot five or so days prior to the fourth. So I'd like to get a gut check before I start scripting. Any concern shooting 30 to 40 millimeter comets and meteors at a 45 to 75 degree angle in that direction. I know bursting effects are 100 feet per inch bore, but believe comets and meteors would be greater. Thanks. Okay. All right. Let's tackle this. Let's tackle. Let's tackle the last one first because I like. Well, I wrote. I wrote down these three. I got to the the, the last yeah, I three, can't even, but the, the I, one's fresh. I, I Hold on. <laughs> okay. So as far as yeah, the, I can't even remember. I, I, yeah, I, it's all right. I wrote down. I bullet pointed the first three, baby. I was ready as soon as I heard it was his voice. I'm like, I got. I got this. I got it. Uh, so the last question was the 450 feet away, right? And I'm assuming, like, I, let's just assume worst case scenario and and say that it's 450 feet from, you know, his... Center position. Yeah, from center position to something that somebody cares about on either side, you know, like where the single shots are pointing. Uh, AJ, what do you figure for distances on some of the... What Did he mention a caliber? I didn't get that if he did. It sounded like he said 30 millimeter. I could have sworn that's what he said. Okay. All right. What do you figure uh, for 30 mil as far as burn time over distance? Uh, well, shooting at an extreme angle, like 80 degrees, minimum 250 feet is where I feel comfortable shooting that way. I've never had one go past that point, but that's my minimum for me. All right. So I think that, I mean, that, that more or less, I think probably gives you a good, you know, something that you can throw into Google earth. But, but going at where he said, he said 45 degrees. 
Uh, I'd, I'd bring it in more than I'd probably be at like, I'd feel safe at like, um, like 180. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I think that Again, takes care of the one that opinion. I didn't write down. Um, <laughs> I think the ones he was asking me, he was asking me kind of how I did the parables. I think we already discussed that. And then he said something about what, well, like what products I like. And like I said, I, just the bare bones, meteors and comets. I mean, that's like, I assume, I think that's what he was asking. Yeah, he was saying your favorite single shots, you know. Do you have any that you tend to gravitate to more than others as far as single shots or slices, things like that? Well, what's funny, I think I use meteors more than I use comets. Yeah. And I use comets more than I use mines. And now that it seems like 30 millimeter mines are starting to be more prevalent, I will probably start using more mines yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, but a meteors, I've always been the most heavy, which I think other people haven't been. I think people use, I, at least my feeling, I feel like other people use comets more than they do yeah, meteors. Yeah, I love meteors, dude. I, I think meteors are oh, absolutely yeah. fantastic for interlacing. As as far as him asking about FW Sim, you know, I don't need it, but for fifty freaking dollars one time purchase and it's yours, I think it's a good buy to play around with. Especially if you want to see a certain pattern that that you made up and you want to see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would recommend him getting it. Cool. And if Finale, if Finale had something like that for 50 bucks, then get Finale. But I don't know if they do. They do not. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> Next well, voicemail is from Kramer. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Travis Kramer. Long-time listener. First-time peddler. <laughs> I love the podcast. It's mainstay for my work commute. Um, I do have a question for Ellery about product. Do you typically script a show and then start sourcing? Or do you have tabs in some product and try to incorporate it? Or do you take kind of a combination of both? I'm always curious about the chicken or egg nature of product, product availability and scripting. So would love the answer to that. Oh, and I still have that 2023 Cobra Con Pure Imagination show stuck in my head. That was Mm -hmm. really great stuff. So thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate you, man. I I mainly script with what I have on hand or what Casabella has on hand. It's like, I want to make sure I have the product. Uh, And then sometimes, Tim, you know, knowing Tim and David so well, I know a lot of the stuff that's coming in. Yeah. So uh, sometimes I know what I, I, yeah, like I said, I, Things I know that I can get easily. Yeah. It sounds like your creative process uh, has, has a lot to do with, you know, like y- you let the creative process for like non-visual workload be a creative process and that you kind of go through, you define your hit points. And then after you determine, hey, you know, I want shapings here or, hey, I want shells here. Like you're, you're going in and plugging that stuff in after the fact. Is that a safe uh, assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning is just where am I gonna put the stuff, yeah, not yeah. what's going in. Uh, and that's something I'll keep coming back to the script. Like I don't sit down and bang out a script, you know, work on it for hours upon a day. I'll just 
every now and then go back, look at it for a half hour and, you know, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I just yep. go back on it yeah. off and on. But yeah. I mean, he brought up a good point in like the, in, in supply in general, right? Because a lot of people will, you know, do a design, but then like, you know, when I'm doing a design, I'm typically looking for product while I'm doing it. So I know what to plug in where, cause I'm such a visual creator, but like, what did you do on those years where pro was super, super hard to get? Did you just have a stockpile? Um, and you kind of worked from that stockpile or did you yeah, yeah, source I, early? I have a pretty big stock. Healthy, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I have no problem <laughs> and I have no problems breaking up cakes. And I had, I had some good cakes too yeah. that I could use, but it's like, yeah, I, I have a good stockpile. Cool. You want to trade inventory? And like so I said, like being so close with trade product like being, uh, baseball cards. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and like I said, being so close with RKM and Casabella, it's like uh, I can have a lot of pull and <laughs> really, really making sure they get what I yeah, want. You know a guy. You know a guy. <laughs> and like I said, I knew them. I knew them. I, we were friends before I, I did business with them. So it's like it, it makes it a lot easier. Like like I said, it's the oh, connections yeah. Yeah, really sure. help. Yeah. For sure. Thank you, Travis, for the question. We got the uh, last voicemail. Anonymous. It's about time you guys get back into rhythm of doing something. Holy smokes. Listen, y'all need to get busy. We bored out here. Question for the Asian guy. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta pause it. Uh, it's too damn funny. Right, is that on. a real voice or is that AI? No, this is AI. It's gotta be AI. It sounds okay. like an answering machine. I'm like, Hold what on. the hell? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> What has been your favorite show to date? Be it one you've helped with or one you've designed. Give details what, where, and why. Pasta dinner time. <laughs> Deuces. Uh, oh my god. I think it was the Cobra Con show because it was the one I was least expecting for it to be that well received. Yeah. So it was almost a surprise. <laughs> And and that I didn't have to put a whole lot into it. Like I said, I gave you the specs. It was a five-position show, two and a half minutes. And if I told you right off the bat, yeah, I'm only doing a five-position show, two and a half minutes, you're probably not expecting much. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that it was as well-received as it was, it, it kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah. So that's why I well, think dude, that Dude, there's no out. way. Like, when you watched it go off, though, I mean, at what point in the show were you like, well, I outdid myself this time? Nah, I... I I still don't think I did anything Oh, you're special. kidding me. No, 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 no. It's uh -huh. like... To me, it was just another. No, no, I uh, know. I'm for, for real. It's like I was just thinking, oh, that's just another show. But then I started hearing what people were saying about. It, and I was like, oh, okay. It was like, like I said, what, how well it was received is what caught me yeah, off guard. Yeah. It's like for me, I was just like, oh, I hope people like it. Yeah. No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think it was just the choice of the product at the right time, and that people liked. Uh, it just seemed like I, I, the product choices were fit perfectly. They did for 
were and they, they did were that was easily I, think, I, think like, I mean people you know yeah. i said it before and i'll probably say it until the, the day that i can no longer say it again the effect choice for the time and your use of impact throughout that show was was perfect it's not only that, but really it's well the done. way he used that product too. Like he yeah. broke up a lot of those slices. At least that's what it looked like, unless they were singles. But it looked really awesome. Break on like the I think it was like the up and down fan cake that they have. Like he broke that up in different sections. And that looked really the, cool uh, the way he utilized it. Those those stupid uh, wizard. What what was that <laughs> dual dual row cake that was supposed to do the in and out? And Casabella had it, and it was all instant. And I was like, I was like, dude, those slices are so damn expensive because we're paying for that sweeping and back effect, and it's freaking instant. So I was like, what the hell? So those are the ones. Those are the ones I cut in half and put them in there because I was like, I had to get rid of these stupid slices. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, of course. Hopefully, yeah. they fix that problem now. Yeah, I'm, dude. I can't. I can't believe yeah. they won't because but it a turned lot of people out that nice. sourced it, those last year. Oh yeah, and some people had it where it worked correctly, and it looks completely different. Yeah, when yeah. it's instant, you're like, what the hell is that? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, it does. It, it loses a lot of that effect and i know something else that like that folks brought up with those particular cakes i mean it was a really good point i think i was talking to uh brandon on messenger and he was he was like you know those the way that they're packaged you know it's advertised as a double wing so when you look at the packaging from the factory to yeah, one yeah. you you almost think what you're getting is that you know that wing effect you get but in reality what you're getting is typically the single wing effect if it's broken up into uh, you know, a, a few different pieces. So um, I don't know. I like, I completely like when Brandon uh -huh. and I were talking, it sounded like he wanted some clarity on that, maybe some change in like the, either the naming or just the, uh, the packaging itself to kind of be a little more transparent. It was because yeah. they used the wrong fuse. It was an instant fuse. Right. It was supposed to go, you know, it starts from the middle and they both go out each direction and then back. But because it was an instant fuse, you didn't see that. So it was basically, you didn't get the effect that you paid for. Yeah. But yeah. Another favorite cake I like was that the, the wizard, uh, it's a straight up uh, uh, go-getter cake. Uh, in that Cobra Con show, I shot it up the middle of, uh, like, I used that ghost slice, yeah. that purple and yellow ghost slice, cut that in half and kind of split it. And then I shot that uh, scrambling go-getter cake, the one color, I think it was blue or purple, up the middle. Yeah, I, I love that cake. And Wizard has that in different colors. Nice. Like they have a red one and a silver one, and I'll be using those in my uh, PGI show too. Now I usually speed those cakes up, yeah, yeah, because I yeah. think that's like a fourteen second cake. But I would just run Ooh. quick match across all the rows, and and oh, yeah. so so it lasts two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude.
Cool, man. Thank you guys for all of the voicemails. They're always wonderful. Uh, if anyone would like to leave us a voicemail for future episodes, you can do so at bozy 8823com forward slash Rhythm Pyro. Uh, we will try to get the topics of conversation, especially when we have guests on um, available well ahead of time. So you have an opportunity to get those in for the guests. Um, but yeah. Ellery, thank you so much, man, for joining us. This has been fun, dude. Do you want to hear one? Do you, you, you don't want to... You don't want to hear one quick story. I like stories. Give them up. It might make people mad. <laughs> <laughs> this was, this Even was, better. This, okay, I'll try to be as quick as possible. Sky Wars, Sky Wars, Sky Wars 2020. This was like the first year of COVID, right? The, the vaccines haven't even come out yet. Well, you know, I'm doing a pro-am there. The... Uh, Couple days before it was time to pack up and go to Sky Wars, I was starting to get sick. So I didn't know I went and got tested, but the results don't the results don't come back. The results don't come back for two days. So and they email it to you. So we drive to we drive to St. Louis Friday. I'm putting everything out on the field. You know, it's just me and my one friend. We had a two band crew that year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got an email later that day. I'm co I'm COVID positive. Oh no, dude. So I'm thinking, what the hell do I do? There's gonna be people there's gonna no, there's gonna be people mad at me that I'm there and not leaving. They'll be like, you're risking people's <laughs> lives. Or if I tell them, they're gonna tell me to pack my shit up and leave. And I'm like, oh, I'm not bringing all this shit here and not shooting it off. Are you freaking crazy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, so you wonder that year? No, you wonder that year why I wasn't socializing with people like Casabella. Yeah. They're my boys, and they were setting, dude. They were setting up a show there. I, I didn't hang around Casabella hardly at all. You know, during the Friday uh, blind pyro and and demo, I sat in the truck while it was all going on. While my buddy was out there watching it, it was it, it was horrible, dude. Oh, and man. and by the end of the night, when it was time to pack up, I couldn't even lift stuff off the ground because this COVID had gotten into my lungs. I oh, swear no. I couldn't even pick stuff up off the ground. Oh, when God. I got home, I couldn't even empty out my truck. I had to have a couple oh. friends unload the truck for me. Yeah, yeah well. so. Uh, I've heard that one before. The old, uh, I can't unload the truck because I have COVID excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to get out of it. Yeah, exactly. that way. Come for the show and be like, oh yeah. man, you know, uh, oh, man, I'm not I'm feeling, feeling good. so good. My back hurts, my lungs are just filled with something. How long did it take you to get over it that year? Oh, I was out for two months. I was oh, bedridden God. for two months. Oh, oh, man. I was coughing up blood out of my lungs. Uh. Yeah. Just standing up, I would just have such a coughing fit. I, I couldn't do anything. Oh, yikes, dude! For two months, yeah, I had it bad. Yikes! I'm sure people uh, are gonna love to hear that. Oh yeah, like I said, I know there's gonna be people that say, "Well, hey, yeah, that now he you've got nobody to blame but lives, yourself, but, buddy." <laughs> but with all the people in that field, I guarantee there were quite a few. Oh, sick I'm sure, people man. That's when it was like people that when were it was carrying it rampant. And I, at that time, they were still treating people that had it like they had the freaking Ebola virus. <laughs> I mean, 
you were pretty much shamed yeah. into like if you had yeah. it. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. No, that's just a cra- crazy story that happened to me. Hey, that, you promised that, yeah, show that pro am was not show. fun. Oh, and this is no, no. This is another. This is another funny story. At the at the end Saturday, uh, when it was time to get off the field, I didn't set up my letter rack because I was like, I was done with. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Scott Smith <laughs> comes uh, around my truck and he, to see how I was doing, and he said. I told him I'm not putting my letter rack out. I just don't have time. And he was like, "Oh, you really should. I want to see uh, what it look. You know what it does." So yeah. that gave me enough motivation to put it out there. So Scott may not even remember saying that, but if it wasn't for him, I would have left. That rack wouldn't even have been out there. Aww. And you know, it was a huge part of my show. I did two X's, two O's. I did that three, two, one. So there were seven objects shot from that letter rack. And yeah, like I said, if it wasn't for Scott Smith, you know, I'm not I'm not talking Cobra Scott Smith. This is the contestant, my yeah, because yeah, he was Scott in the Smith pro am too. too. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, he may not he may not remember walking by, but if he didn't say that, yeah, I would have left it out. I was just too exhausted. But yeah, like I said, that just gave me enough motivation to put it out there. So, anyways, that's it. Story time's over. You're going to go to every single community event, and at least, I'm going to say the over-unders, five people are going to be like, hey, uh, where's your Vax card? Let's see it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see it. That's all that stuff. Oh god. Ellery, thanks a lot, man. This has been I shouldn't I shouldn't have had that bat soup the two days prior to leaving. (laughs) Oh my god. No, just joking. (laughs) Zing! Zing! Oh god. That's too funny. All right. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. Say what? Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs>